did this ourselves. They're coming. It can't be. Where is everyone? Hello, survivors. Welcome back to the Apocalypse Post. I'm your host, Makeshift. I've got a very special show coming up for you. So it's been a little while since we've done uh, an actual like talk episode of the Apocalypse Post. We did wrap up with Legends of Wasteland City for season one. I hope you guys enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun to create. Uh, season two will be coming, I don't know, maybe this fall sometime. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick around with the Apocalypse Post for a little bit and then kind of switch back and forth, if you know what I mean. Um, wait, if I say... If you know what I mean, does that make it sound like sexy? I'm not sure. Anyway, moving on. Uh, today, I'd like to talk about Wasteland Weekend. I mean, we talk about Wasteland Weekend quite a bit. But today, we're going to talk about it very specifically from a video team perspective. And of course, anytime I talk about Wasteland Weekend, it's it's always from the video team perspective because I have been running it since the first day I set foot on that hallowed ground. But I'm going to bring in another one of the videographers from the crew to join me this week, just so we can get a little bit more in-depth on just how the festival looks from someone who's running around with a camera in their hand the whole time. Basically, let's find out what it looks like through the lens of some digital piece of technology from before the fall. And in order to do that, I'm going to bring in, well... He's become a very good friend of mine at Wasteland, uh, and he kicks ass. He's one of the hardest working people there. I know this because I see him work. Um, and he's also not, he not only has been out there shooting with us, but he also has his own channel where he does his own Wasteland Weekend video edits. You may have seen some because they are awesome. They get shared like crazy, and they're honestly like just really well produced. And well, I'm just going to bring him on because you let's let's get talking to him. So, uh, guys, welcome Justin Ramsey from Try and Fly Photography. Hello, Justin. Hello, sir. How are you? Oh, I'm doing so good. I'm um. Well, I already told you my dog last night had had a had an upset stomach, so I didn't get much sleep. So bear with me a little bit. Uh, it 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 was messy, and um, it, it was like every couple hours she would just wake me up, just scratching at the door, wanting to go out, and I was like, oh, what a good girl! Like I'm so glad she knows she needs to go outside. That's all. Well, I mean, it reminds me of camping in the wastelands because you hear your neighbors scratching at the door all the time. <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, and that's kind of what it was like. It, it was like she she made me go to go to bed late, and then she woke me up with some with some emergencies. Well, I, I mean, I actually sleep really well at Wasteland. It's crazy. Do you find do you find that you can sleep through the night there? Like once you're asleep? Once I'm asleep, yes, because uh, apparently I work my butt off throughout the day. And by the time I hit the pillow, I'm just, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, same. I have no problem going to sleep. Um, and honestly, like getting up too, it's, uh, it's really weird because I am a sleeper. I tend to sleep about eight to nine hours, you know, get the, that government recommended amount of sleep. <laughs> but at Wasteland, I think I'm getting like three or four hours a night. And I wake up so energized, like there's such an uh, an adrenaline going. Do you, do you kind of have that same thing? Absolutely. I mean, it's I hate the word, but the vibe is just so exciting and adrenaline pumping. And yeah, you, you go to bed late, you wake up early and you're just ready to get at it. Yeah. And, um, you know, as a uh, man, I just hit 40 this past year. I won't um, tell but anyone. But but as <laughs> but as a uh, now middle-aged wastelander, I'm not the... 
uh, 28-year-old that I was when I started. And honestly, like, you know, in my day-to-day back home, my back just, it has a time limit on stuff. Like, right now... Right now I'm emptying my house, like kind of packing to move, but we're actually just getting the floors done, but everything needs to get out. And I've got about three or four hours of moving boxes before I'm just, I I can't do it anymore. But at Wasteland, the back gives me a little extra room. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. And um, I'm not the only one because I know that there's a couple of warlords. I'm not going to say their names, but there's a couple of warlords in in the wasteland that um, they actually have like knee and leg trouble and that kind of thing. And in the real world, they'll they'll use canes or or other apparatus to walk around. But at wasteland, they don't. I I think it's the skin walking around. You know, you see some skin and you're like, I got to I got to impress these people. No, I'm I'm young. (laughs) I'm youthful. (laughs) <laughs> that's that could be a big part of it yeah just trying to keep up with the young kids absolutely damn i remember i remember you i think you know him doc schofield right from schofield's drifters uh i've i've heard all the stories of you know legends of wasteland and all that stuff um i yeah. didn't get to actually meet him this year so oh you did i'm so glad all right so doc schofield um, I interviewed him a few years ago and I was very I was very excited because he basically invited me into his camp. He wanted to show off their bar. It's super cool. I've talked about it several times on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Schofields Drifters, there are many, many people, but I primarily know two of them, which is Schofield and Digits. They're kind of the figureheads, the mutual figureheads of the of the tribe. Yep. Um, and I I interviewed him and you know, he's he's got he's got some gray in his hair and in his beard and you know, he's, he's a little bit older. Uh, I, I actually don't know. Doc, if you're listening, I apologize, but I think he's in his fifties. We'll, we'll um, go with 41, you know, yeah, we'll a go little bit 41. older than you. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, he's, he's a year older than me. And I actually asked him, you know, what's it like being an older wastelander trying to keep up with these young guns? And I think I offended him a little bit because that man has, he makes it his mission to be the first up in his tribe and be the mm-hmm. last awake in his tribe. Like he busts his ass all, all wasteland. Um, nice. So yeah, it, it is interesting what it does to you. He's also very involved. Like every time I've seen him, he's active, he's doing something. Yeah, absolutely. So, so yeah, I guess, you know, we, we have hope, Justin. In, indeed. And to go along <laughs> with that point, there is an older couple. They come from somewhere on the East Coast all the way to wasteland. And they didn't start coming until they were in their 60s. And I've only been two years to Wasteland, but I've seen them both years and got to chat with them. Lovely couple, but it's just, yeah, there's no age limit unless you're under 18, but. Yeah. Yeah. And just to kind of round that out, I'm going to also say that even though the desert, like this is the Mojave Desert, it is a hundred degrees during the day. It can drop to 40 degrees at night. So the weather is a big deal on both ends. Uh, It's super dry alcohol hits you really hard um and for people that are that are combating any kind of like a um we call them spoonies i believe is the term uh anyone that's battling kind of like an immune disease or or has uh any kind of disability um there's a lot of people with disabilities at wasteland like you see these like hybrid motorized off-road rig like wheelchairs um Mm -hmm. you know people will kind of have different ways of getting around, but I'm always impressed with the, the lengths people will go to like participate in such a, a tough environment. Yeah. 
Well, not only that, but how much support there is from the Wasteland community of if they need help or including them or there's no hesitation like, oh, I may not be able to make this because I'm, you know, for example, in a wheelchair. No, no, Wasteland, they'll, just, they'll get you there. They'll make oh, sure yeah. you have fun. Yeah, I saw uh, Red Claw with the Skullduggers. Um, he's he's in a chair and I would, I would watch him get stuck and then like 20 Wastelanders would just surround him and give him pushes. You know, that's it was just really cool. Yep. Um, yeah. And, uh, so it's, it's a tough environment and it's even tougher if you're trying to, uh, work and run around all day. I, I think I mapped out cause I did the, um, the wasteland weekend, the aerial map again this mm-hmm. year. And, uh, I mapped it out as a quarter mile in each direction pretty much, or I think it's like a half mile long North to South and about a quarter mile wide, um, which doesn't sound like a whole lot until you're non-stop walking it. Yep, and going back and forth and back and forth and back and yeah. forth. And it's not like walking in the park. You know, it's not soft ground. Uh, there's lots of rocks, which, you know, walking on a rock or two, no big deal. Walking on rocks all day can really mm-hmm. wear out wear out your uh, your your feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your mind dogs are tired. It's, um, it's also the stop every three steps and talk to someone or check out some art or look at someone's camp or do some random activity that involves push-ups and throwing, you know, rock, paper, scissors against your enemies. <laughs> You're right. There's a lot of mental work too. Mm-hmm. And social work. Like it's not work. It's, it's all fun, but, but all of it is kind of working against you so that the, the week after Wasteland, you are, you are in recovery mode. Yeah. That's the only <laughs> time I enjoy editing all my videos and footage and everything is so I can actually sit down and just, bleh. Oh yeah. That's great. See now when I, when I lived closer to Wasteland, I did get right to work. Like, a, um, first off, in my early years, I had to, um, what what they call it? Um, basically copy all my DV tapes. I had digital DV little cassette tapes that my camera wow. used. You yeah. are showing your age. Yeah, well, we're going all the way back to 2011. <laughs> and um, that's that's just what they were on. Um, you know, the, the best pro zoomer cameras all used dv tape at the time mm-hmm. uh and so i would have to sit there in real time playing back these tapes uh and recording the footage into my computer to digitize it uh and so that's what i would do first thing and i would end up with like 20 tapes after a week after a wasteland and i did that for what two or three years before i switched cameras wow um so yeah i've got i still have boxes of dv tapes around here somewhere i you, don't you know, doubt it i still have some of mine from when i was a <laughs> skater Oh, really? Nice. It kind of figures that you come from the skating side of things. Some of my some of my favorite shooters actually came from from like shooting skating. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I feel like, you know, there were there were two camps of people that got cameras um, because they were very expensive and not great. So you actually, you know, you had Mm -hmm. to you had to put some coin down. Um, But there were the film students and there were the skaters. I think no one else bought cameras at the time. That was it. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Unless I mean, you're unless just blowing money, unless you unless you're a tourist or or you, family kind of stuff, and you just wanted to shoot that. But the people that were like buying cameras to use them all the time, yeah, the only there were only two groups. And um, yeah, you're not the first skater I met that that uh, has made his way into filmmaking side of things. Oh, good. I love it. Have you ever thought about getting one of those like one wheels or or an electronic uh, um, skateboard to take around wasteland? So first of all, I was a fruit booter. You know, I wasn't one of the really cool kids with a skateboard. I was a, I was a rollerblader, but 
Um, yes, a fruit booter? I've never a, heard that before. You've never heard of fruit booting? No. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> now I'm showing my age. <laughs> fruit booter. But, but yeah, no, I've definitely thought about a one wheel and stuff. And I've been offered vehicles and rides and stuff for uh-huh. the Wasteland events. But like we've talked about before in the Waste, there's so much that I capture and that I'm sure you capture as well on the way from A to B. There's oh, totally. so much that you you just got to stop and shoot. It's yeah. Don't want to miss it. Exactly. That's, that's a big thing. Um, Spud offered me a, a four wheeler a few years ago and um, it was, it was kind of a, I don't want to say it was an afterthought, but I got, I got one of the last vehicles that were available that mm-hmm. year. And uh, he dropped it off in my camp. He was like, all right, here's how you start it. Here's how you do this and go. And I, that was the last time I saw him. Uh, cause Spud is also very busy that way. Yeah. by the way, Spud owns, um, well, it doesn't own, he runs black thumb. They're a tribe that is basically just a bunch of car mechanics. They make some of the coolest rides out there. And not only that, but they bring all of them. I mean, it's a small tribe and they've got multiple vehicles each. Uh, they also do the black thumb meet, which is kind of, um, an alternative to the wasteland car show. Um, but I would say just as popular. It's kind of wild. I um, definitely agree. Just as popular. And the nice thing, I mean, all the Wastelanders I've met so far have been amazingly awesome, but Spud definitely takes that up a notch. He's so oh, fantastic. Yeah. He's incredibly giving, um, very, uh, you know, he's never trying to spotlight himself. He's always like trying to hand some credit off to like someone else. He, he's just, a, he's a great dude. And he's been a, a huge help to the Wasteland community for as long as I've been going. Like he was there building the freaking, the front gates the first time I met him. And I went to interview him and, and, you know, I could tell like, you know, he wanted to talk, but he didn't want to be spotlit. Mm-hmm. And I, I really appreciated that. And there's a lot of wastelanders like that, that don't get the credit they deserve anyway. Um, but yeah, the black thumb meat, and I know I'm kind of taking us off on different tangents here, but, uh, it's, it's designed a little bit different. He said, you know, at a typical car show, you get all the makers and they're stuck at their cars because, you know, they want to be there to answer questions, let people in, basically keep an eye on their vehicles to make sure no one's mm-hmm. doing anything weird. Um, but he designed the Black Thumb Meet to be more for the makers than for the audience. And mm-hmm. so he said, line up your car, but then let's all walk around and talk about them. Um, so it's just a little different. I think that's part of the popularity. Plus, it's actually in the city walls. Yep. So it's a little bit closer. <laughs> and the, uh, the big truck that he has with a stripper pole on the bed doesn't Oh, hurt. yeah. Yeah, that that does. Yeah, I mean, it's it's there's definitely a show going on when the black thumb meet happens. It doesn't yeah. get as many cars as the car show, so the car show will never like lack for popularity. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, it's just it's something different and it's something fun. Um, and you know, there's a lot of people that go for the cars, so it just offers another way to see the cars. Yep, which is pretty cool. So we were talking about moving around. How did I get into black thumb? I don't even know. We we're talking about Spud. Oh yeah, Spud was building. Mm, I'm trying to backtrack now. Yeah, it's hard. You know, it's pretty wild. Uh, if you're on Facebook a lot, uh, and m- most of us of our age are, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know Facebook wasn't cool anymore. Um, yeah, try having three uh, teenage girls in your house. You'll you'll uh, learn pretty quick. Oh goodness, yeah. <laughs> teenage girls. So wait, are they just a few years away from coming? Uh, so actually, they were supposed to come this last year. By the way, Tiana. Thanks for trying to call me out on Facebook. I'm calling you out right here, right now. <laughs> they were all supposed to come, but they just didn't make it. So hopefully mm. next year, all of them will be there. Um, Wait, only so- one will be non-drinking age at that point. So Oh, gotcha. 
It'll wow. be interesting. Get them all sloshed and scantily clad and running around. <laughs> so you've got three between like 18 and 21? No. Uh, 18, 22 is the range now. Oh my gosh. 18, 22. So yeah, f- well, b- practically five years, even though the math is four. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's awesome. That'll be really fun. Oh man, your waistband is going to be so different. Oh, is it though? Because I have this boss and he goes by the name of Makeshift and he's uh-huh. always, always cracking the whip. Won't let me sit down or relax or anything. So <laughs> Here's the thing, Justin. I don't think there is any, <laughs> there is no slowing you down. Uh, okay, that's fair. Yeah. I'll yeah. give you that one. I mean, except for Tribes Night. And that was a lot of fun. I'm really glad that we did that. Oh my gosh, that was so much fun. Yeah. I, so, I definitely paid for it, but it was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, and this might be Wastelanders and non-Wastelanders alike, um, they've been allowing the tribes to come in as early as the Sunday before the event to start building, um, which means that a lot of the camps are actually built by Tuesday night. It used to be that the tribes could come in a day, maybe a day or two early if they really had a lot to do. But um, by giving the tribes some extra time, it's made the whole build a lot easier because you get the weekend to do things. And so that means that by Tuesday night, the day before the event, a lot of the tribes are pretty darn close to being done. And when the sun goes down and the work stops, because it's really tough to work at night anyway, even though it's cooler and much, much more comfortable. Yeah. Uh, by Tuesday night, it's it's kind of like all the tribes are done and a little itchy. We're not going full bore by any means, but that's kind of preview night for all the, for all the camps. Like all the tribes will just kind of walk around and check out each other's stuff. Uh, some of the bars will be open, not officially, just unofficially. <laughs> uh, and it's a lot of fun because it's basically, you know, wasteland, the wasteland core. Uh, and, and we're all just kind of hanging out. So it's like a who's who of the wasteland tribes. And it's a lot of fun and we get to hang out this year. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was great because we just started with a couple of drinks at, at the Dukes of the Nuke and just made our way around. Um, and it was a lot of fun. What do you think of that night? Like, it's well, kind of become a thing. First of all, I absolutely love it. I think it's also nice that not necessarily that anyone is performing when the main gates open and the general public, so to speak, is allowed in. But it's a time where all the tribe members and stuff, they don't have to put on anything for anyone. There's no shows. There's no events. It's just all kicking back in the kitchen, hanging out, drinking brews. So I think that's freaking fantastic. One thing for me especially is I'm always behind my camera, and apparently I have this face that's not super approachable at all times. (laughs) Um, So my first year, I didn't really get to meet anyone because it was go, 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 go. So doing the that night with you – actually getting to meet like some of the head honchos of the tribes and all that stuff and kick back and just, Oh, it was amazing. Cause I actually got to talk to people and yeah. meet people. Yeah. And actually take your time. Yeah. Cause as of, cause as video crew, uh, but, and before I get into that, yes, you have a Raider face. Like, <laughs> like if, 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 if you were in fallout, you would be one of the Raiders. Like you've got, you've got the shaved sides. You've got the Mohawk that's colored. Uh, you've got a really cool look, uh, but yeah, you, you've, you're a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've definitely heard many times that I look very unapproachable and, and intimidating, but for those of you that don't know me, it's all just because I'm focused. There's nothing. I I'm very yeah. approachable in my opinion. I just, Oh, I don't look yeah. it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny how that works sometimes? Because and yeah, you you're like you're such a a great guy, great to talk to, really friendly. Um, you make space for people when you talk to them because I've seen it, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's just it's just one of those things, I guess. And that's why we're doing this uh, audio only, right? You, you don't want to look at my mug. I get well, you. Well, I don't. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm on to you. You can't backtrack it now. Well, I, you know, I didn't want to scare away the kids. I mean, that's fair. That's yeah. Fair. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, when you're on the video crew, the, the important thing is to capture a little bit of everything. And that means moving around pretty quick. So, you know, I, I, when, uh, when I'm giving everyone the briefing each year, I'm like, you know, get in, get your shots. You know, get your wide, get your medium, get your close up. And this is just a bunch of video speak. That, oh, shit. My dog just jumped off my lap. Justin, give me like, give me two minutes to make sure she doesn't have to go outside. Yeah, go for it, man. Raider jerky yeah. commercial. Yeah, yeah. you can <laughs> improvise whatever you want right now. I'll be right back. All right. And now, Justin improvises while makeshift lets his dog poop. Oh, geez, what to improvise? I don't know what to talk about. It's funny because uh, they were doing the night before we opened the main gates last year. They did a roast of Emissary, I believe his name was, and makeshift. He puts me on the mic. He's like, I got to do some sound checks and stuff. Just go up there, improvise. I'm like, uh, I don't even know who we're talking about, so I can't roast him. So I started shouting out like, oh, yeah, Skullduggers and uh, the Hoff. Got to mention the Hoff. And. I was just throwing out all these names, trying to make all these stupid jokes, talking about crabs and how, you know, if you get crabs, they're curable, but they itch. So, you know, scrub down hard in the waist, stuff like that. It was good times. A lot of my uh, my jokes, I know you kind of had to be there for, but I, I do try. I do try. Yeah. So I will also take this moment since makeshift is checking on his dog. Um, Volunteering at Wasteland is absolutely phenomenal. I recommend it to anyone and everyone. If it's your first year, if it's your third year, if it's you've gone every year, see if you can volunteer. Find a crew, get on them. A lot of them, you do have to have certain skills. So if you want to volunteer for medical, it's not just being CPR certified. You have to actually know your stuff sometimes. But do try and get on a crew and help out. You get to meet people. You have a goal. You have great times. You get to know the insides and outs of some of the stuff. It's it's absolutely amazing, and I wouldn't replace it for the world. That being said, every single year, from what I understand, the trash pandas after the event that help clean up the site and all that stuff, too many of them bail. So if you volunteer, actually show up. Do your volunteer hours you know, put in the muscle sweat to your blood and oil to help out because it's an amazing opportunity that we get to go and experience the apocalypse. And we, we want to be able to do it for many apocalypses to come. So I definitely recommend uh, volunteering and I definitely recommend trash pandas. Yeah. What else to talk about? So, I say so a lot, just a heads up. Anyways, we did, uh, we had a couple guys on the video crew this year. One of them actually ended up breaking his arm right before the event started. 
he was on site. He was taking some photos and videos and stuff beforehand up on a hill. Sun went down. I'm sure the shots were magical, as they are. And right, so uh, that, that's oh. exactly. Oh, sorry. I was going to say that's exactly what it is. I need another minute because when she comes in, she'll need a, a wipe down. <laughs> hey, how about you get off my recording? I'm telling a story here. Oh, fuck. Okay, sorry. Jesus. Uh, please, please, con- please continue. There's poop everywhere, so Justin will continue his story. <laughs> so anyways, the uh, videographer, he, he gets the shot, whatever. He starts coming down the hill, trips, and breaks his arm. And from what I understand, I I wasn't there, but from what I understand, he's like, no, nah, I, I hurt my arm. It's all right. I'll, I'll, I'll still film. I'll still pull out the week, all this stuff. And uh, he went to medic. And they're like, uh, you need to go see a doctor. So, you know, he drove off site, went to the doctor, x-ray, all that stuff. Turns out it was a break. So uh, we lost one of our video guys this year. I'm so glad that Makeshift actually edits these. Yeah, it's not my world. I like the visuals. Looks like you're done. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. Uh, what I missed, Tell, fill me in. Uh, basically I was just telling about the, uh, video guy. I don't want to name his name just in case, but that broke his arm right before. Oh yeah. That was a rough one. Yeah. That was a rough one. And then the other guy, um, he was kind of a maybe from the beginning, but he ended up having to work that week, but he did come for the build. So he shot like crazy for the build and then, um, and then took off like on Tuesday night or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it was nice. Cause I didn't have to film any of the pre-build. Yeah. Yeah. How'd that feel? Oh, it was amazing. It was also my birthday, so I sat around in my tent naked and just let the breeze flow. <laughs> birthday suit, I get it. Oh, yeah. Which I am so jealous. I forget which tribe it was, but they put on a walk around the waist naked event. And I was like, ooh, I should go to that. And then it skipped my mind, and I'm like, dang it. I was oh, actually going to put my camera down and do that. Really? Oh, well. Yeah. In that case, I'm picking my camera up. I'm just Ooh, kidding. Eh? We, <laughs> stuff like that. It's really interesting because um, uh, it's kind of that kind of thing is performed under the understanding that Wasteland's a safe place and you can kind of go beyond your normal comfort zone uh, and not have a bunch of cameras pointing at you. Now, there's a lot of naked at Wasteland, but mm-hmm. there's a couple different kinds, right? There's the kind where someone is um, actually performing um, something like that is meant to draw an audience. And then there's people that will walk around um, without certain clothing, just as more of like, a, I'm I'm in this safe place and I'm going to express myself a little differently than I do at home. Yep. And that's two very different people. So we try not to capture, you know, the people that are just walking around uh, being more relaxed than they normally would. Mm-hmm. But we will capture the people that are like on stage drawing a crowd. Uh, now that... That being said, the the joys of editing, sometimes we capture those unknowingly because there's so much exactly. going on. And I, at least for me in Makeshift, we don't put that online. Like, we'll review the footage in our editing and we'll be like, oh, I didn't realize, you know, said girl was topless. Well, I can't use that clip anymore. But Yeah, exactly. You know. Exactly. Yeah. And actually, I, I've got, um. this is really cool. So uh, did I show you this year's highlight reel? It's almost done. Well, yeah. I mean, it is, it is done. We just haven't released it yet. Yeah, you showed me the rough cut, and I've been very, very antsy. Oh, yeah. So it's in Jared's hands. Uh, he's going to release it soon, which um, is actually, I'll probably 
wait to release this until that's released and release them both at the same time because it should be within days. Nice. Um, but yeah, let's talk about it actually. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a new link right now. Uh, let's just watch it together. All right, I got the link copied. So um, what you don't know, Justin, is this is a shortened version because Uh-oh. we wanted we wanted something to be a little bit more shareable. And so uh, we ended up shorting, shortening it a little bit. However, uh, the long one is still coming. So don't worry about that. All right, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. Three, two, one, play. Are we talking while this goes or just let it go? Yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. Okay. I love your, uh, your transition from the muted, almost sepia tones to the full color. Yeah. So we got those scenes, um, that are kind of like, you know, the original Mad Max characters, well, uh, road warrior characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I always kind of like to open it up with a little theatrics if possible. And that, that served the, uh, the point perfectly. It's very um, traditional for me to start with the opening of the gates. Mm-hmm. I think every video starts with the opening of the gates because it's just like it's a collection of all the coolest cars, costumes. Um, everyone's like really excited, so it's it's very important for me to just kind of like show as much of that as possible. Yeah, for sure. See, that's one reason I like that we have both styles because you have more of the official. We gotta do that, and I get to be like a little more quote-unquote artistic, if that yeah, makes sense. Exa- oh, totally. Yeah, it was 2014 when um, someone else finally edited some stuff. Um, that was the year Johan was on the crew, and he put together his own kind of like artistic view, and I was like, oh, man, I want to make stuff like that. <laughs> and so that's where the We Are Wasteland series came from, where you're kind of showing a little bit more of like the tender side. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, on the screen, we're watching Thunderdome, and it's right? just people <laughs> wailing on each other. <laughs> Yeah, it's nuts because I I make it a point for these to go through absolutely all the footage. Like every shot I scrub through and I try to find the best of the best of the best while also trying to show a little bit of everything that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, making sure to get a, at least a clip of every band, of every tribe possible. Um, I try not to repeat people too much like so once somebody's in a clip i tried not to avoid them in the future which is i mean it's so much yeah but uh that's why that's why it ends up taking so long because i'm going through all the footage like clip by clip yeah my bad so for those of you (laughs) that don't know i uh i gave over a terabyte of clips to uh, yeah i saved you for last because i was like justin will fill in anything i don't have yeah but i will admit like this year people kept changing outfits on me and i didn't catch it so oh. there's a couple people I filmed a ton of because I didn't realize that they changed outfits and they're the same person. I just visually, they looked awesome. No, that's great. Then that's great. That counts. Oh, so, okay, um, cool. all right. So what'd you think? I, I, I freaking loved it. I, I mean, when you sent that to me for input a while back, I, I about peed my pants. Like I watched it <laughs> with the, the lady and I was basically hopping up and down. And it's so exciting. Yes. And, awesome. So. Awesome. And using that song, so that's actually a um, Dead Animal Assembly Plant song. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm so happy. I find like I've been wanting to use them for a little while, but they can hit a little bit too hard sometimes for like, yeah. you know, I mean, this is this isn't a corporate video by any means, but it's definitely like it's a business video in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, yeah, their stuff is is a little too heavy metal. But, um, you know, I, I was just really digging in on on some of their back log library their back library their library mm-hmm. and uh, i found this song be the decay uh and i was like man this thing is so fun it just it kind of sounds like um nine inch nails to me which is probably something they m- might be going for i don't know <laughs> um but yeah it just has a really good sound it's got that it's got some rock it's got some metal it's got some like electronica going on uh and it definitely fits the vibe and those guys put on one hell of a live show Oh my God, it's amazing. This I tried to save an entire card and a full battery just for their show because <laughs> it's amazing. Of course, I couldn't stop hitting record, so I didn't get that. But it's it's phenomenal. I mean, I like metal on occasion, but it's not really my go-to music by any means. But I still uh-huh. love watching them and just being in that atmosphere that they put on. Oh. Yeah, it's really fun to see, like, you know, we've got a lot of bands that have come to play the Wasteland stage over the years, and there's just some that, that like, are more Wasteland than you could ever imagine. Oh, um, absolutely. You know, Attack jumps up there, and they have, like, the very um, Mad Max uh, kind of look going on, you know, the very, mm-hmm. um, like, desert colors and, and kind of, like, they're wearing rough clothes, and then... Dead Animal Assembly Plant gets up there and they're very much like the desert punk. They've got a little bit more color going on, um, but they're still like super tattered, way over like costumed. Yeah. uh, With like full on face paint. Everyone's wearing full face paint and it's just, they're very physical and vibrant and they put on a hell of a show. Yeah. I mean, they look amazing. They sound amazing. Their stage presence is amazing. And going back a little bit, one thing I absolutely love about all the Wasteland bands that I've heard is some of them, I mean, you can have country singers out there. Yeah. Some of them write and perform songs specific to Wasteland or the Apocalypse or whatnot. Some just have that feel. Some It's, it's very eclectic of all the styles and song lyrics. I, that's not the word I'm looking for, but... <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's just eclectic, and it, I mean, it matches for anyone and everyone. And that's one thing I love about Wasteland. Doesn't matter if you're super punk or super metal or super, you know, go go dancer girl. It, everyone <laughs> yeah. is welcome. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, we've even had that Irish band out there, mm-hmm. uh, Dublin Rain, which I think they do more like traditional Irish music most of the time. Uh, but at Wasteland, they they dress appropriately and they sing songs uh, about wasted things. And plus, like sometimes the old traditionals can sound very Wastelandy anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at like Fallout, it's a lot of traditional songs that they use in their soundtrack, and it gives that vibe, right? Yeah, like that, like that old old world forgotten kind of tone, um, which I think is super cool. And and anytime you hear like Fallout or an old song at Wasteland, it, d- it definitely feels appropriate because it. It makes you feel like, you know, some time has been skipped. Uh, oh, absolutely. And it's just the simplisticness of it and but the the emotions behind it all and stuff. It's yeah, no Justin totally. Bieber game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we we haven't had much pop at which is <laughs> Yeah, what would Apocalypse pop sound like? I guess it would be like Imagine Dragons. Yeah, I, I could see something like Apoc- that going down. Apocalypse pop? Would it just be A pop? <laughs> Would that I count? I hope not. Yeah. 
Oh, man. So I'm, I've been working on this cover of uh, Imagine Dragons song, uh, Radioactive, where uh-huh. I rewrote all the verses as rap. Uh, and I think it's going to be great. I haven't recorded it yet, but it should be coming soon. Yeah, it's it's going to be wild. Um, uh, I've actually been really having fun writing music. Good. Ever, ever since um, basically last Valentine's Day, I've written a whole album of like Wastelandy tunes, which is nuts. And I'm still, I've, I'm recording five, well, I've got five already started and probably 10 or 12 or 13, like ready to go. Uh, but it's been a lot of fun and that stuff's going to come out soon. By the way, guys, if you go over to my link tree, I don't even think it's up there yet, but someday <laughs> if you follow my link tree, there will be makeshift music on there uh, and there will be some songs to find, but I'll, I'll let you know when they're ready. Um, but yeah, I, I actually got to perform on on uh, the Dukes of the Nuke stage this, this year for the first nice. time, some live music, and that was a lot of fun. Somehow I missed it. I think I was busy elsewhere. Weird. Yeah, you probably were because, you know, when, when I'm slacking off, you pick up the slack which uh, for this wasteland was all wasteland. <laughs> uh, and honestly, it's been great because, you know, I, I've, I had spent 10 years running around nonstop, um, basically shooting for 14, 16 hours a day, kind of like you do now. Um, mm-hmm. But over the last two years, I, I did something a little different. And I got to say, uh, Casper, uh, a guy who's a member of the Wasteland Communication Corps, Last year, he made his like pocket schedule for the first time. Mm. And, you know, it, it's it's a pretty simple idea. He took the official schedule and he took the, the uh, unofficial like tribe event schedule and he put them all in one PDF doc that you could print out, staple together, and you get this little book in your pocket that has the full schedule. And I was like, wait a second. What if for the first time ever, rather than telling my videographers to just go shoot whatever the hell they want at all times and I cover basically everything... What if, what if I scheduled people so I knew there was going to be at least one person at each thing, and then I don't have to go unless somebody like can't make it, or I'll just do the, I'll fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. And it worked. I couldn't believe it. It worked. I, I will uh, admit that that thing is beautiful. I still use mine from each year because like I'll go back and I'll edit. I'm like, what day was this on? And I'll still pull out that little thing. Oh yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that's when it was. And I know yep. where to look. It's amazing. I still use it year round. Totally. And I was able to use it because I've got my master, which had everyone's initials next to the event that they shot mm-hmm. or at, were at least supposed to shoot. <laughs> and uh, I can go back and that helps me find footage. So yeah, yeah it was super invaluable. Um, and it allowed me to do less shooting and more just kind of managing, um, which most of the management happens you know, the first day. Mm-hmm. When, when I'm getting everyone scheduled and like situating all the newbies that are shooting for the first time. Uh, and then I was able to do like some special projects and uh, basically, you know, kind of wasteland a bit harder. Yeah. So for the last two years, I've, I've been participating like I've never have before. And here's the weird thing, Justin. I think I want to shoot more. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> you all heard it here first. And, and here's, here's part of it. When I'm shooting, I'm out visiting all the tribes kind of one by one, like quick interactions, saying hi, seeing what's going on. Um, But then when I don't, when I have the camera down, I do kind of like spend more time in camp or, Mm. or go visit very specific camps that I have close friends in and spend a lot more time there just hanging out, uh, which is not a bad thing. I'm very grateful for the extra time I get with everybody, Mm -hmm. but I missed like 
a lot of camps that I didn't get get to go see personally. Yeah. Well, how about this? Next yeah. year, you'll be my assistant, and I'll just see you on errands. <laughs> okay, yes. You're in charge. You're, you're taking over. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not taking over. I'm just, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell you what. We'll tag We'll tag each other in. We'll be like, um, like tag team wrestlers. There you go. Yeah. I wasn't going to go with wrestlers, but, you know, sure. We'll, yeah, we'll keep so, it G-rated. Yeah. So if I find you... Yeah, it's a big game of tag. If I find you and tag you, you have to go shoot, and then I'll run away. And then when you find me, then we switch off. <laughs> I'm going to have to have a team of scouts. Yeah. It is funny, though. Like, looking through your footage, it reminds me of the footage that I got before you joined the crew. Because it's mm-hmm. just everything always. Um, like, I noticed you went from main stage, where you shot one of the bands, and then you jumped over to Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. And then back to the stage, and then you ran over to like um, the RC cars, and then back mm-hmm. to the stage. Like you, like I remember doing this to try to capture everything, and not wanting to like you know plant my feet too long in any one spot because I yeah. might miss out on something. Absolutely, I, I was gonna bring that up when I was going over my head, you know, this year about how much I was like, okay, I need to move on, but I want this shot, but I need to move on and see something else. And it's totally, it's very totally. easy to like get tunnel vision on one particular shot like for me it's the dildo toss at the uh, uh uncle zeke's <laughs> oh yeah you did spend uh, quite a bit on that the olympics because i just last my first year i got one of my favorite shots i've ever done and this girl spins and she checks a dildo and slow motion and it's oh, it's, it's a gorgeous shot and i oh, spent yeah, I rem- I so much shot. time basically trying to recreate that this year that i missed out on so much i felt i spent <laughs> too much time on the olympics but that's hilarious. I mean, every once in a while, you just got to spend an hour or two looking at dildos, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> for those of you that don't know, <laughs> um, sex toys are a very common prop at Wasteland, and they're used, I I would say, for, for humor mostly, like 90% for humor. Yeah. Um, like there's, yeah, the dildo toss, which it's it's funny to watch, you know, like a 250-pound bodybuilder pick up a double-sided dildo and toss it as far as he can. Like, that's funny. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, and then the Hogs Camp, I, I don't think they did it this year or and not even last year, but the, I'm sure they're going to bring it back at some point. They call it the Skag Races. I think yeah. that's right. No, Slag? Slag, I, I think it is. Slag. I looked for that both years and I've never found it. I've been anxious oh, yeah. to shoot that. Yeah, I don't think they've had it either either year. But um, basically, it's like these little bullet vibrators that are all kind of the same size and shape uh, that are decorated in theme to whatever tribe they're representing. And there's like this um, this racetrack that they slide down because the vibration that makes them slide down this metal mm-hmm. racetrack. And uh, they've got a whole like you know tournament chart, and it's it's bouts of eight of them against each other, and and it draws a ridiculous crowd. Because oh, yeah. it's it's an awesome show. So yeah, there's there's always some toys running around. You know, sometimes you'll see like a floppy dildo like stick to the front of a truck as as its um what do you call it the the emblem up on front hood ornament. Yeah, as a hood ornament. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes it's hanging out the tailpipe. You know. Yep, and uh, yeah, sometimes they're just being gifted around. Uh, hopefully they're not used. Hopefully, uh, you know what? I'm gonna. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I don't think anyone's out there spending eighty bucks on something to throw in the dirt. So, I, yeah, hopefully I they're hope cleaned. Not. Hopefully yeah. they're cleaned. Because <laughs> those things not are some- not cheap. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not something you pick up at Goodwill either. So, uh. <laughs> oh my god, I I almost legitimately spit t- 
took my coffee over here. Wow. Well, I do yeah, what I that's can a really good you. point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, now now I'm wondering, and I'm not going to ask anybody. Hey, is that is that thing used? Is that new? No. Yeah. No. Sometimes. Just be, go ahead. Some, I was just going to say something to be aware of that anything's possible. Yeah. It and it's it's funny because you know of course I do highlight videos of my own and I definitely shoot it because I think it's fun and awesome and funny. Uh-huh. It was very interesting showing my uh, mother-in-law Wasteland <laughs> videos because she is very church-driven, if you will. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, yeah, there's some drinking and there's some skin, completely forgetting about the dildo shots. And then they come up. I'm like, <gasps> oh. How'd that go? It, it went over better than I expected. It was one of those, I'm not going to bring it up, and they aren't either. Okay, good. We'll just there's keep this- on going. There's this meme out there online and it, it had been uh, adjusted for Wasteland and it said something like, uh, oh, tell me about Wasteland Weekend. And then the character, you know, uh, the character's response is, all right, fine, but you're going to have to get real cool about a lot of shit real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that is uh, pretty darn true. But the fun thing is like it's it's all like even the, the stuff that is, um, you know, a little bit distasteful, uh, mm-hmm. which there's there's a little bit. Um, but it's all kind of done in fun and, um, and for the most part, I don't think anyone is getting really uncomfortable by, about things, but then if they do, you can always just walk away. There's always some other camp to go to. Absolutely. Right. And it, it's nice cause it's never meant to make anyone uncomfortable. It's never exactly. meant to hurt anyone. It's, and that's one thing about wastelanders that I've met so far. Everyone is so open-minded and non-judgmental. It's like, Oh, you're right. into this. Not my thing, but cool. Come on over. Let's have a drink. Yeah. And um, Wastelanders have actually adapted over the years as well to kind of like, um, you know, mold with the times of uh, the, the biggest thing I've seen is like uh, consent being mm-hmm. like part of the culture. Um, and so, you know, there's kind of this this overarching um, rule of like consent for for touching, even hugging. Uh, and th- part of that came from, you know, post pandemic yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, like the the casino, they've always had their their you know spin the wheel, mm-hmm. um, and you could win caps or you could win a free drink or um, a, a couple of the things were like uh, butt taps. That was a fun one, and yep. the casino would all run over and just kind of give you little butt taps. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so imagine like eight people slapping your butt. Um, but then first birthday party all over again. <laughs> really? <laughs> no, but it made it for a good joke. Jeez. Yeah, so- sounds like a great, <laughs> great party. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it was pretty quick. Like the first year, it was just kind of like, you know, you were consenting to spin the wheel. But then over the time, if you got butt taps, they would either say, are you okay with this? Or do you want to spin again? And I think that's really cool. Yeah. Because then, then you don't have to like, you know, um, consent your way out of having the fun to begin with. You can just kind of let people know what your limits are. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's very ubiquitous across the entire event. I, I agree fullheartedly. Mm. Um, so yeah, what else? So from a video perspective, we get to do a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Um, you know, we get to go backstage. We get to, a lot of tribes will allow us into their towers and other places that the general uh, attendee public aren't allowed in. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get access to a little bit of like wasteland behind the scenes stuff. Although, you know, obviously we're, a lot of the stuff is just kind of the boring clerical stuff, like uh, like security and medical issues, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, we, when's the water truck coming? And 
um, yep. ma- and managing the local departments and all that kind of stuff. It's not very sexy, so it doesn't tend to uh, make the cut. <laughs> yeah, like Portos. I, I don't know why they might not make the cuts. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, what's your favorite, like, because I don't want to say it's VIP access, but it's definitely like it's an all access pass that we basically get. Uh, and that doesn't mean that you actually get to all access everything because yeah, you still have close. to get you still have to get allowed by tribes into their back areas or up their towers or mm-hmm. um, behind the scenes of stuff. Um, but what is your favorite like place you found yourself because the camera was in your hand? So I don't know. It's 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 a weird one. One of the ones was up on the uh, they were right across the street from the casino. The that's the tower. caution tape carnival. There you go, caution tape carnival. They they pulled me up there for uh, sunset at the very top of the tower. And I was chatting with a guy. I think his name was Spartan, and awesome. for a while, and it was it was awesome and stuff. Um, but I think one of the coolest things about access with the video camera and whatnot is for the smash bots, the robots hitting each other and stuff. Oh yeah, I had shown up late, obviously, and I was like trying to get in and around and like hold the camera up above everyone, and people uh-huh. were like, no, 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 get in here, get up to the front. You need to get this shot. And yes, I was like, but I'm gonna block your view. They're like, I don't care, do it. I was like, okay, awesome. So, uh, so and you got some great shots of Smashbots. They put on a hell of a show. I I've been neglecting them because they're always kind of in a weird spot. It is a little weird off. off. Yeah, yeah. If if I had input, I'd I'd, I'd move a few things around. Um, but um, but yeah, they put on a great show. And the the like the halftime show that you captured. Holy good god! <laughs> what the hell was happening? Uh I'm going to keep this one G-rated and not say too much. No, um, <laughs> well, that was interesting because, I mean, even though people pushed me towards the front, I was definitely, like, basically stage left as far as I could go. Uh-huh. I was almost at the performer entrance, if you will. But yeah. they had, like, a boxing match, you know, hot ladies going around with round one, round two, whatever. Yeah. Guys, girls, it didn't matter as long as someone was out there having fun. Um, but there was the grinding where they grind, uh-huh. like, their cleavage or their... And that's with like, the elect- like the electronic tools, right? The the actual grinders, and they're wearing metal, so it sparks. Yep. And I mean, they're shooting sparks all over people. I mean, they're obviously okay with it. They've given permission. They've practiced their "don't try right. this at home, kids" type of thing. <laughs> yep. um, but yeah, it was it was just fantastic to see, and like the lap dances on the barrel, and the spankings, and the oh, it's just not only awesome to witness, but awesome to film because of the sparks and the fire and the lighting. And it's just, and there was a lot of color. Yeah. They they had more color than most of the tribes. Like it was just, it was just was really punchy. Yeah. And honestly, they had better lighting than the main stage this year. (laughs) The main stage has always suffered from not the best lighting. Yeah. But I mean, last year they had a lot more power this year. I was struggling to, to get some good, main stage that's why i don't have a lot of band footage this year gotcha yeah it's it's always a struggle and i don't i don't know exactly why i the first thing i would do and this is coming from you know the guy who lights things for a living uh (laughs) is actually put up a lighting tower at the mixing booth and do more front lighting like that's i think it's always the biggest thing is they have a ton of lights on the stage Mm-hmm. But once those performers cross over to the front stage, like, you know, there's always that, yeah. um, the, uh, what am I looking for? The catwalk mm-hmm. that sticks out a little bit from the stage. It's all in black. There's no light there. 
And so yeah. once they're up there doing their best audience interactions, mm -hmm. they're gone. Um, but yeah, in, in the past, you know, they had those like those two big spotlights that they put on the car, but the car's not there anymore. I don't know what happened to the car. It probably just literally fell apart because it was an actual rusted like piece of garbage. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, yeah, the, the, the front lighting's just always lacked and I, I wish I could fix that. Actually, one year I walked up and I was like, hey, uh, so last night's performances, this is on like Friday. Uh, I really couldn't capture anything. Could you guys turn these lights on? And I think it was Shane. <laughs> uh, Shane used to do a bunch of the, um, uh, he, he was a tribe soundbite. He used to do a bunch of the sound and, and lighting. Mm -hmm. uh, and this year, I think he was just doing lighting. And he was like, thank you. I was waiting for somebody to ask because they told me not to turn them on unless somebody asked. And I was like, what do you mean? What? Come on. Like, I, I can't shoot this shit. So yeah, the first night it was all black. Like it was just everyone's backlit. Mm -hmm. And then, and then the next night I could at least capture something, even though it was just kind of plain white. Um, but yeah, you need a different, you need a different, um, set of lighting. If you're planning on shooting, than if it's just for the audience. Yeah. Because it needs to be a little bit brighter than you would want it. You know, like at a at a restaurant when they turn the lights off at night and it's just like it makes the vibe super sexy. Mm -hmm. Well, sometimes that's what they go for in live shows. It's like keep it dim and sexy. But the cameras, uh, yeah. I mean, cameras have gotten so much better in the last decade. But still, like if you can keep that ISO low, it just yeah. makes it so much better. So for, for people that don't know, like even big Hollywood movies with the super, super expensive cameras, their, their nighttime shots is as bright as day on set. Yeah. So the more light, the better. And uh, I wish people understood that. But I also understand if we were to do that, you'd blind out the audience and be like, what the heck is going on here? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially since the stage is so far from the city, because the city's gotten brighter and brighter every year. Like all the yep. tribes kind of bring bring more light. And so your eyes can adjust to that pretty well. Uh, but yeah, the stage is kind of on its own. So it, it would be like this, you know, comet in the sky, kind of in the middle of the dark. Uh, and so, yeah, it, it would be a bit of a shock. But I still think we could probably get a little bit more light on there. Uh, anyway. I think so. Definitely. Anyway, yeah, I'll send in my notes. <laughs> I, I will say, without the wind, if the fires are actually going and popping off, it it definitely adds, and that oh, makes yeah. it so much nicer visually to film. Totally but understandable. If the wind's bad, then we don't get to light things on fire. I know stupid safety stuff. Yeah, what if we had like an LED backup that looked like the fires were going, but they were really just like, you know, just LEDs. Because then you get rolling shutter, and I hate rolling shutter. Oh, yeah. That's a really good point. It, yeah, it can be pretty rough. Anyway, yeah. yeah now now we're getting into the real, like, videographer BTS. Yeah. <laughs> and trust me, we could go on for hours. In fact, yeah. we have while not recording. But uh, Exactly. <laughs> yeah, want to talk about dust real quick in your gear? Let's not do that. Yeah, no. No, I do not. There's so much dust. So much pain. So, yeah. Don't switch lenses in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you carry around like three cameras. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I usually roll with my primary camera and then I have uh -huh. my uh, GoPro usually on me. And then uh -huh. I also have my full spectrum infrared camera for still shots. So, oh, shoot. I don't think I saw any of those yet. Yeah, you have. I sent you some. You oh, are maybe shot in infrared. What? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Now I need to find this stuff because I need to see what it does. All right. Well, you, you keep talking. I'm going to find it on my phone. Okay, cool. Uh, well, I don't know what to talk about. I'm the host. I have no idea. I'm supposed right. to be 
So did you, did you find it already? No, I haven't. Not yet. It's very easy <laughs> for me to find. But <laughs> okay, one thing okay. I did want to bring up is the Hoff tribe. Um, first uh-huh. of all, they're amazing and they do floor burgers. And if you don't know what floor burgers are, make sure you get your ass to Wasteland Weekend, find Hoff immediately and ask about floor burgers. That's all I'm, I'm curious say. about floor burgers. But um, there's one person in there that always appreciates my photography and my videography because I'm not, quote unquote, focusing on only the pretty people. You know, I shoot everyone and whatnot. And I wanted to say to every attendee, you guys are all beautiful. You're all unique. And it's amazing to shoot you guys. And it's not, you know, picturesque magazine style people that I personally look for. I always try to include a healthy array of body types and people and interests when I do my reels. I really try to say this is for everyone, you know? Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you have self body issues or self confidence issues or whatnot, there's a lot of people that go out and do like a boudoir dance on stage somewhere to get over that fear. And I think it's freaking amazing and I absolutely love it. Oh, and I absolutely. love that we get to film it. So Yeah, totally. Yeah, and that's something that we've concentrated on uh in the video crew over the years too, is just making sure that everyone everyone gets a chance to be in there and you know we do those long rolls uh and people have mentioned that uh they're really happy about the long rolls mm-hmm. uh where we just set a camera up and just like let it roll for like you know 20 minutes or an hour at a time um and just we call them like um um x hours uh, in wasteland city or x hours in main street and mm-hmm. um yeah people say like oh cool you get to see some of the more basic um costumes that way because a lot of times when we're talking about the event or advertising it you know you want to show some of the best looking costumes that are out there because they've got that, that X factor. Right. Um, yep. but there's also, you know, a lot of people that aren't necessarily costumers or are coming for the first time. Um, and a great costume takes a long time to do. Uh, and don't forget there are professional costumers and professional models out there that, you know, they, this is what they do. So, um, they've, they've had the chance to work on their stuff. And so a lot of people don't realize that, you know, wasteland basic is totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, um, and I can't, I can never stress enough that wasteland basic is just like regular clothes, no jeans, don't do jeans. Like three people have ever, who have, have ever pulled off post-apocalyptic jeans. It just always looks like, you know, you just, yeah, you it just might as well came be in off the street. Orange. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, it always sticks out. Um, it is doable, but, it's it takes extra work but if you wear a pair of like cargo pants or like camouflage something or or even like dress slacks and you and you wasteland them like and by wastelanding i mean you tear them up you dirty them up uh you can use spray paint you can use um fuller's earth and some uh spray glue um or what i do is just get some spray paint spray it on while it's still wet rub it in the dirt Oh, totally. Yeah. And it makes the dirt stick and it adds that mm-hmm. extra layer. Um, I like to wear my wasteland clothes while I'm working on my car or working around the house just to get like natural wear and tear and absolutely schmo- and schmutz on them. Um, yep. and, and then it's if you actually- need to, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to say it's super effective because like you're just wiping your hands in the places you would naturally be doing the knees naturally wear out where they're, su- where they're supposed to, the pockets naturally wear out because you're actually using them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So Anyway, and, you can totally get away with it. And the beauty of that is if they do need to be sewn or repaired, it just adds that much more. So yeah. might as yeah. well. Yeah. But All I, right, so what I were you going to say? 
Well, that was what I was saying when we were talking over oh, okay. each other because we're, you know, pathetic like that. But I wanted yeah. to say <laughs> Wasteland Basic is fine, but I challenge everyone to do Wasteland Basic plus one. Yes. So don't just yes. stop. Oh, I've got Wasteland Basic. Okay. Like, think yeah. about it. And each year, add a little bit more. Add a uh-huh. little bit more. And then all yeah. of a sudden, you've got a kick-ass costume or camp setup or something that's mind-boggling. And everyone that is now showing up for the first time, like... Where did you start? Well, I started with Wasteland Basic and I got plus one. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, for me, a little bit of it is like tell a story. Um, and there's a lot of different ways to think about that. So, like, if if I'm wearing, um, like, my my jacket that's pretty ubiquitous with makeshift at this point, like, there's spots in there that I've torn a hole in and then repaired because everyone would have to be able to, like, repair your clothes because there's no new clothes, right? Mm-hmm. Um and so those tears and repairs uh, kind of tell that story of, well, something happened and then I fixed it moving on. Um, but also as you spend time at Wasteland, um, there are no jewelry stores and there are no like malls to go get stuff at. So, you know, you kind of col- you collect things over the years, like people mm-hmm. share patches and stickers and trinkets and all sorts of stuff. So you start planting that on your costume and it will add so much depth to it over time. Yep. I try and add one little tiny thing each year. I I have to keep my outfit pretty functional, however, so I can carry all my camera gear and stuff. So I can't get too carried away. But yeah, I definitely like to add one thing at a time here and there. Yeah. All right. So I got a question for you because this is something that comes up every year. Um, So if uh, every year when the highlights reel comes out, there's always someone that's like, oh, another highlights reel and I'm not in it. Uh, which which I always feel bad about um, because it's almost impossible to include everybody. There's, you know, there's 4,000 people at Wasteland um, and we can maybe highlight a couple hundred people, like mm-hmm. actually highlight them in the reel. Um, but what would you say to somebody that like just really wants to, you know, get featured in the reel, get a shot of them? Uh, what can they do to catch our eye? Um, for me, attention yeah. to detail. So like, on one of my videos, I think it was my first year, this guy had uh, glasses uh, made out of forks. And I caught that on a whim and I filmed it just because I thought that was super interesting. Oh, yeah. So attention to detail is definitely a big, big thing for me and going full out. You don't have to, but it definitely helps. Now, I will admit on, was it Saturday's opening gate ceremony? I try uh-huh. to specifically just film people you know, headshots or three quarter shots, if you will, trying cool. to showcase as many people as I can snag. Yeah. Awesome. So, but yeah, that goes into, if you see me pointing my camera at you, you know, flip me off, smile, do something. Don't like, <laughs> uh-huh. who is this creep? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's kind of wild because, you know, sometimes like when you're at a wedding or something and, and the, the, uh, the camera team points at you, they're almost always going for candids, mm-hmm. right? But at Wasteland, we're not looking for candidates. We're looking for um, people that are going to interact with that camera quite a bit. I mean, yeah. you know, sometimes sometimes you just want a crowd shot. And you don't want anyone looking at you, just kind of flipping you off. Like, mm-hmm. the, oh my god, if everyone always knew we were shooting, it would just be a bunch of birds in every direction. Yep. Um, but the people that like look at the camera, point their weapon, make a face, um, you know, uh, strike a pose, uh, the camera loves that. So mm-hmm. anytime you can just, you know, be be doing something or, or be interacting. Yeah. Don't, don't shy away from the camera. We, we love when um, people interact with it. That's for sure. 
Absolutely. But yeah. don't also go out of your way to make it super awkward about it, you know. Be, be natural. <laughs> don't run across the field shouting, hey, film me, film me. You know, oh, but- totally. Yeah, and I've honestly, over the years, like, you know, people have kind of casually come up to me while I was shooting something else and just been like, hey, you're uh, you're with the video crew, right? I was like, yeah, yeah, makeshift. And they'll have a quick conversation, love your stuff. Um, I had this idea. Can I just get a quick shot? And I was like, oh, hell yeah, let's do it. Like, I'm always looking for great ideas. Yeah, absolutely. Or, or for someone to be like, hey, I want to pose with this car. Will you get a quick shot of me? Um, mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. I'm My head is, is a cloudy blur at Wasteland. So if someone says, hey, I got this idea, chances are very good. I'm going to be like, yeah, let's do that. Absolutely. And it gives us a second to breathe and like set up the shot and like, okay, and go. Yeah. Not constantly looking like what's going on over there. What's what's over there? What's, have I shot this already? I don't know. Uh-huh. Totally. So um, you, li- you camped in Tent City again this year, right? Absolutely. What was your experience with that? I've never camped in Tent City. Well, you don't know what you're missing, sir. Tell me why. I, and- I absolutely love it. First of all, I mean... The quiet, I do like the quiet every once in a while, so I can like just sit down and like veg, kind of, kind of think about the day and relax and decompress a little bit. Um, one of my big things is there's so many awesome people that are not wasteland veterans in Tent City. Yeah, you have so many more newbies, so many more people that love the atmosphere and maybe are a little more shy or whatnot. Because, I mean, in the city walls. Most everyone has been going for a while or involved with a tribe that has been there for a long time. So it's nice to meet people and talk with them that maybe they're a little hesitant to even just go into the city walls, you know, or they want to like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. Like, hey, come over here, have a drink. We'll talk. Doesn't have to be about wasteland. It could be about whatever, you know, and then I'll see you on the inside at some point. And I don't know. I just, I love the interactions. I love the people. And I love the fact that I have a little more space out there. Yeah, gotcha. And I'm I'm sure that you've been um, getting re- recruitment proposals from a lot of tribes in the city, my my own included. Yeah, I I have a few. I definitely have. I think I'm up to about four or five. Hey, you should join our tribes at this point. <laughs> Which is always great. I get that too. Like, um, you know, I've I've been a Duke uh, since 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm an honorary member of many other tribes, uh, WCC and Skullduggers included. Uh, and, uh, of course I feel like I'm a member of a tribe when I visit most of the tribes, cause everyone's always super hospitable, oh, yeah. um, always offering like food and drink everywhere I go. So it's really, really fantastic. Absolutely. I love the fact that I can, I mean, this applies for most people as well, but you can walk into any camp and just kind of tuck back in a corner. Like, uh, I need a drink. I need a break. Yeah. Uh, oh, totally. This feels yeah. like home. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then you're like, oh, you guys have been so hospitable. Let me take some quick photos of you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you always oh. feel like that's the gift you give somebody. Let me just capture some footage real quick. Absolutely. Like, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, you're amazing. Or, you know, come up and like, blah, 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 blah. And like, I want to give you a gift. Um, smile. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. But that is a gift. It really is. Because... Um, a lot of people, myself included, forget to get images or can- or a video of themselves there. Uh, I, I forget year after year to like, just shoot my tribe. Um, I, I made, I, I, one of my challenges to myself was to get portraits of everybody this year for like our different stuff. Um, mm-hmm. and it just didn't happen it, once again. Um, 
so yeah, it's it's pretty interesting how uh, how yeah you can you can definitely gift somebody like just getting a picture or some footage that they can find later. So along those lines. Basically, it was mainly TK and I, but every time we saw each other in the waist, it seems we were shooting each other. Like, I would try and snag a <laughs> candid. TK, for those of you that don't know, is one of the heavy hitters on the photo team. Yeah. I would be filming him or taking a snapshot of him or whatnot, and then I'd be filming, and he'd, you know, catch me, and I'd, like, look over at his lens. I'm like, yep, he's shooting me. I'm shooting this. But it's nice because all the video and photo team, from what I've experienced, loves each other and we all shoot each other in the way. Oh, absolutely. Pop yeah. by and we say hi or good shot or good angle or, you know, uh-huh. whatever. And it's, yeah. it's awesome. I love yeah. the camaraderie of the film team and the, well, let's just say the media team as well as yeah. the general public. Oh, totally. All right. So I did get this uh, photo you sent over the infrared photo to bring mm-hmm. it back to that. I didn't realize that this was infrared. I thought it was just a black and white version of, cause didn't you get this in color as well? So I don't have the normal photo of this. I have a, I've got to remember which one I sent you. I have a <laughs> couple thousand each year. So yes, that is yeah. in infrared. I have one that is a little bit more monochromatic. And oh, then cool. I have gotcha. one from the uh, costume contest on main stage with my normal camera oh, that okay. is black and white. Oh, okay. So that's probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah, this is really cool. So um, yeah, Justin just sent me, it's actually a photo of me uh operating my my camera uh and it kind of looks like like a sepia tone almost like a like an old 40s film mm-hmm. and um it it definitely has its own vibe but it it's not like sometimes infrared makes things look inverted so it doesn't have that effect mm-hmm. but it, yeah it looks really cool i mean it's i neat. could go super scientific and go into nanometers and all that jazz i'll keep it simple <laughs> for, for everyone that doesn't know but basically you have your visible light spectrum that humans can see. And we'll just say that is three through seven. Now, one and two would be ultraviolet, which humans cannot see. And then eight, nine, ten would be infrared, which again, humans can't see with the naked eye. So I have a. But you can special... feel those. Ooh. Right? You can feel infrared as heat. A little bit. There are a little bit more thermal properties to infrared and stuff. I mean, they use it in cookers, and Predator has thermal. Infrared vision, yada, yada, yada. But so, yeah. And that is why one of the reasons I named myself Spectrum for Wasteland. So because people say I'm absolutely everywhere. Yep. And I shoot with a full spectrum camera as well. So there you go. That's pretty brilliant. That's a good Wasteland name. Thank you. I like it. And I, I always forget to call, call you that. We need to change it. Cause I was, I was Mike Darling for a long time at Wasteland. Mm -hmm. Um, and Shoot, did I even have a Wasteland name at first? I don't think I did. But because I was doing the videos, everyone knew me as Mike Darling, the video guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I've been pushing makeshift now for, oh boy, a long time. And it's well, you... finally like like people know me as makeshift, not as Mike. So that's good. It takes a while. Yeah. I, every time I bring up that I'm talking to you, to the girlfriend or whatnot, I'm like, oh, I'm just talking to the makeshift. If I if I were to say Mike, she'd be like, who? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is that? Yeah. And um yeah, I guess let's talk about wasteland names real quick for for people that don't know about them. So, um, I think this goes back a, a long way. It's not a wasteland thing, but having festival names or even having like club names for people in like the goth scene and that kind of thing mm-hmm. um, has been a longstanding tradition, and it allows you to like create a persona that is not your everyday. Um, you know, if if you're going to the clubs a lot at night, you don't want people necessarily knowing your um, your bank manager name. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it, it allows you to take on that persona, uh, have a little bit of anonymity if you want it. Um, but also it just kind of helps you kind of jump into the, the role play of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Wasteland took that on like almost right away because a lot of people came with their names from from other events uh, like Burning Man and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, a, a lot of people ask, how do you get your name? And there's a few different ways to do it. Um, so I'm going to interject. Yeah. On, on the way back from Wasteland this year, I stopped right as I crossed into the Arizona border, found a bus, uh, you know, school bus. I'm like, I'm pretty sure those are Wastelanders. I don't know. I don't know. So <laughs> up talk to him you know we did the the wasteland exchange all that stuff and we got to talking about names and all this stuff and one of their first years um his, his nickname is now dirt nap because apparently <laughs> that's a good one he was partying at uncle zeke's all night you know drinking heavily and whatnot and he decided that you know he, he was done for the night so in the middle of the dance floor which is of course sand he just lays down and passes out Oh my God. Dancers That's... are still dancing all around him, all this stuff. And <laughs> so I, I dare you top that as a wasteland story of how you got your name. Cause stuff like that is amazing. That is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I think the military is one of the uh, biggest places where you get be- bequeathed a name. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's not a cool one. Sometimes it's more of an embarrassing thing that happens. Um, and that is definitely one of the ways to get your name at Wasteland is to do something stupid and then get a name from it. Uh, another way is to do something really cool, like uh, like shooting all spectrum um, photography and <laughs> and have that stick. But a lot of people just make up their own too. Like there's there's no rules. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will tell you you have to earn your name. I don't I don't necessarily agree with that because the name I earned was not one that I wanted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel Talk- like there's a story about that. Well, I mean, it's it's not even that. Yeah, it is actually kind of funny. I'll tell the story real quick. So uh, I went to um, Uranium Springs for Detonation in 2014. And um, basically solo, it was me and my sister. Uh, she goes by um, Lettuce, which is also kind of a fun name story. And I'll tell that one. <laughs> actually, I'll tell that one real quick because it's part of this. Um, so someone at Detonation said, you have you have iceberg eyes because she's got, you know, beautiful, like baby blue eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the Swede who loves to give people names um, said, oh, like, like, like lettuce, like the lettuce, like iceberg lettuce. <laughs> and so then she just became lettuce, That's awesome. <laughs> which, which is a, a very a, a weird name for a wastelander. But she mm-hmm. was like, yeah, OK, I'm lettuce. Um, but yeah, the Swede also gave me my uh, other name. That I like to bury in the dirt, but I mean, it's kind of funny. It's it's a funny. If it's funny, it's okay. We'll talk about it if it's yeah. funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. If I was embarrassed about it, that'd be different. But um, this was an interesting year because uh, this was the first year that they were going to build a permanent structure at Uranium Springs, and since then, many permanent structures have gone up. Mm-hmm. But the WCC was doing their post office for the first time, and they put it up, and they did it just like they do at at wasteland it's a wooden structure um and then it is capped with a tarp for a roof mm-hmm. because roofing is hard <laughs> so so you just staple on a tarp and that's your roof for the year and it's basically destroyed by the end of the event and you get a new one for next time there you go um and uh i brought my gp tent i had a gp tent from the dukes and it was just me and my sister staying in there um and i think one other person i forget who sorry whoever that was um but uh 
I, I go to bed early one night and then all of a sudden the wind picks up. My, my tent has no floor and the flaps are just going crazy and it's dusting out in there. And I'm like, oh, shoot. So I kind of like just hunkered down in my bed. Um, and then I hear, oh, my God, the post office just flew away. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God, because I knew that Swede and Marie had already gone to bed in the post office. <laughs> and so I run out and yeah, the post office is not there. It is gone. <laughs> and I run up the hill. And Swede and Marie are just in the bed, like looking straight up, scared out of their minds. And I'm like, what happened? He's like, I just watched the whole thing go straight up over us. Uh, they're really lucky that it didn't fall back down on them. Yeah. Because because the way he told it, it went straight up, hovered over them and then like took off as a sail, like up the hill and over. And there was no sign of it where we were. We actually had to go up over the hill and look down in the ravine to see the remnants of this thing. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, uh, he's like, so we don't have a house. And I said, well, I have this giant GP tent that can fit, you know, eight people if we do it right. Uh, come live with me for the weekend. And so they did. They moved in. You know, they brought their air mattress and um, and uh, we we got crowded in there. It was going to be a nice luxury tent. And, and now it, it had everybody, which was still wonderful. Uh, well, it was yeah. just it was just so great to have people around. <laughs> <laughs> Get a spot um, tea on. But yeah, as we're like now going to sleep again, um Swede says, uh, hey Mike. And, I, and he had he had something to tell me. I don't remember what it was even. Mm -hmm. He says, Hey Mike, and I, I misheard him. I I said, Did you just call me anal Mike? <laughs> and he said, I did now. <laughs> anal Mike. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So that's that's oh. the uh, other, that's the name that uh, you know, like three people know me as. Well, you know, this is online unless you edit that out, and it's for the whole world to know. But you'll well, you'll always be makeshift to me. Oh, thanks. Well, part the reason I'm telling this story is if someone gives you a name and you don't like it, you can overrule that. Yep. <laughs> you don't. You don't have to stick with it. <laughs> yeah. We had someone. We had someone in my tribe. Um, uh, and I'm not going to name names again, but um, but a name came up early in the weekend because she didn't have a name yet. Uh, and it was kind of it was one of those like slightly hazy names mm -hmm. that, you know, sometimes works and sometimes doesn't. This one didn't work. And I could tell that she was a little uncomfortable about it. But um, but uh, she ended up coming up with a different name because uh, I, I called her by the name that we had bequeathed. And um, and I could kind of see that she was a little uncomfortable with it. I was like, you don't like that. Right. And she's like, no. And I was like, oh, do you have a different name? She was like, yeah, it's going to be this. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then from then on, she's that, you know? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, and that's how it goes. Um, so yeah, wasteland names, they're, they're a boatload of fun. But also not essential. I was Justin for the first year. Yeah. I was Mike for five years. Yeah. Something like that before makeshift really like took off. Yeah. Thankfully yeah. it did. I know. <laughs> yeah, I. It, it was funny because that year I had already started introducing myself as makeshift, and so I had the ball rolling before anal Mike became a possibility. That's that's a good one. Yeah, people wanted to call me B roll or cam guy. <laughs> so. B roll. <laughs> So I was like, ah, I'm just going to hold off on that one. Yeah. See if I can't get something better. Yep. Yeah. B-roll. Brol. What's up, Brol? <laughs> What's up, bro? Yeah. Uh, bro. <laughs> Tell it, bro. All right. So um, what do you got going on for next year? Do you have any big plans? Oh, 
I, I don't know for sure. I've thought about making a, a, a spectral sluts tribe that is welcome <laughs> to all new members. So, spectral slut tribe? Yep. So for any first timers or anyone that doesn't have a tribe, they can say, oh, do I need a tribe? Well, now you're part of the sluts. Once you find a <laughs> tribe, you can move on to them. Oh, I like that. So I like that. that. That's a thought. And I've got so a... It's, so go it's like ahead. a temporary tribe for people that are uh, looking for another tribe? Yeah, just a, a go-between, if you will. Yeah, I like that. I like um, that. And then I, I'm also trying to design my shade for my camp. Oh, it's yeah. It's going to be made out of um, old bras. What? Really? Yep. That's going to so take I'm, so many bras. Oh, trust me. I know. I'm in I'm in collection mode right now, and I've got about 30, <laughs> so I may have a window. That's hilarious. But Oh, man. Well, um, you know, at least by building it out of bras you'll have all the support you need for it yeah i see what you did there uh, yeah you like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of cool um yeah shade is like insanely important um and sometimes you need that double layer shade like a tent will become an oven but a tent under shade will be a wonderful reprieve from the heat yeah and having a shade that allows wind to pass through it is yeah. essential yeah, sometimes you imagine like, oh, shoot, you know, to keep the heat out, I'll, I'll seal it up. But no, no, no. You actually nope. need that breeze coming through. Uh, and that's where you get, what's it called? Evaporative cooling. Because as you sweat, the breeze the breeze dries you out, which keeps you cool. Mm -hmm. But yeah, for some days, there's no avoiding the heat. And it's kind of yeah. wild because like sometimes in the hottest days is when I do most of my shooting. Uh, Sounds about right. Yeah. Right. And I've definitely like rigged up an umbrella onto my tripod before just so I could have a little a little uh, shade to go. Nice. And that works out pretty well. Um, and then just always like constantly sipping on water all day long. And you can do it. Like it's possible uh, to keep going in the hottest day. But most people, I would say like, you know, that's when most people are basically just biding their time until the mm -hmm. sun goes down. So going to the water aspect and keeping hydrated and all that stuff, I yeah. will share my thoughts for the newbies. Yeah. Every time I hear, doesn't matter if it's to me or not, if I hear someone say, are you drinking water? Hey, drink water. Hail Hydra. Hydrate. Anything yeah. to do with hydration or drinking water, even if it's not to me, yeah. I take a sip off my camelback. Totally. And I think I honestly overhydrate myself at Wasteland Weekend. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Basically, if you are not being peeing clear, uh, you need to drink more. Yep. That's, that's kind of the rule. And I've water. definitely had my like desert pee. You know, not to be gross or anything, but, but, uh, you know, you, you, you get busy, you forget, like you're building camp and you don't have your water on you. Uh, you go a couple hours without really drinking and then suddenly you're, you're peeing gold and you're like, oops. Yep. <laughs> so it's, it's super important to drink even when you're not thirsty. Uh, cause sometimes your body tells you you're not thirsty when you're dehydrated, which is a really weird, like natural Paradox. thing that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's actually when you're not thirsty, you are already dehydrated. Like you're going into, um, what's the medical term for it? Like actual, like heat stroke or something like that. Man, I know camera terms. You think I know anything about medical? <laughs> you seem to know a lot of things is all I'm saying. Well, don't let that out. I have a, you know, reputation to uphold. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> all right. All right. But yeah, drink, drink water, drink water, stay in the shade. Um, yeah, next year I'm, I'm actually working on, um, 
kind of lightening my load again because here's the thing with with certain wastelanders like if you find a way to avoid not not avoid but like if you if you find a way to do less like i i did less actual shooting the last couple of years and so i took on more like tribe responsibilities and like built the, the stage and and put up our own live sound and all that um you kind of fill in those gaps you keep yourself busy it's a really weird phenomenon that happens but um once again i'm going to try to like streamline a bit more by not doing our own stage but by borrowing borrowing other stages uh in order because we only do a few shows Mm -hmm. we did um the uso show twice i think we're gonna just do it once next time um we did the writers the raiders round which was a big hit everyone enjoyed that um Mm -hmm. and uh and then we do our our roast on tribes night um so those three shows we'll just borrow other stages for it because other people are already setting up great sound systems in like nice shaded areas. Our stage is always right. like out in the sun. It's the, it's the worst place. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, we'll find, you know, if other stages have a, you know, an hour where we can kind of take over their space, then we'll do that instead. That way I'm not setting up a stage for two hours every day uh, yeah. in order to do our own thing and it'll save some space and we'll be able to give some space back to like, you know, some other ideas as well. Yeah. And I mean, that's, in a lot of ways, that's what Wasteland Weekend is about in the lore as well as in real life. It's about sharing and coming together. So Totally. Exactly. Yeah. And um and if you don't have someone that can like basically, you know, you gotta outsource a lot of ideas sometimes. You gotta say, Hey tribe, I've got this thing. Uh is anyone on board for this? And it, it just so happened that with the not with the stage, because I you know, everyone could kind of help with the building of the stage and bringing chairs over for the shows. Um, but with the actual like soundboard and, and, um, equipment set up, um, I was the only one that really knew how to set it up because it was my gear. And so I kind of had to do that. Uh, and it was just, just too much. Yeah. But yeah, so a little bit, a little bit of outsourcing for next year and, um, we'll be doing pretty good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. I keep playing with the freaking springs on my microphone holder. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know if you can hear it or not, but it's it's not good technique. <laughs> oh, come on now. At least we have we both have microphones and stuff. That I, mean. I know. I know. We're doing good so far. All right. Any other last thoughts? We're, we're, we're about out of time here. Yeah, I will say that we've definitely drifted from a film crew specific, but yeah, you know, it's been fun. Yeah. Anyway, um, I guess, you know, from, from us to you, I hope you guys enjoy the videos that we produce this year. Um, it, you know, it's, it's a lot of work, but it is absolutely such a pleasure. And I don't know if I could do anything else. Um, I don't really ever see myself not being on the video crew one way or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to experiment with it. Cause I, I think I'm going to Neotropolis this year Ooh, and, I'm so I jealous. Will, and I will not be, uh, volunteering. I will just be attending. Um, so it'll be a really interesting experiment to see how this goes. Yeah, I can, I can only imagine. I will say if, if I get to go to Neo and be a volunteer, I will probably do it as a photographer, not a videographer. Yeah. So we'll see what happens before we go. I never, I don't think I ever told you like, um, when, when I got on the volunteer list as a documentary crew video documentary crew for wasteland in 2011 mm-hmm. i wanted to be a photographer because i was like oh that would be pretty easy just go around take some pictures edit a few mm-hmm. and you're done uh the video the i mean shooting video is about the same amount of work as shooting photography but the post work 
is a bit more intensive. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and so I, I kind of got roped in because a buddy of mine said, hey, we, you know, we should we should join the, the documentary crew. We could absolutely crush it. And I already knew the, <laughs> the different workload that would come with that. Mm-hmm. But he talked me into it uh, and I'm grateful he did. However, uh, about a m- few weeks before that event, um, he backed out of it. Ooh. I forget why, but he couldn't come. And so. Then I, <laughs> I was like, uh, I didn't know I was going to be like the point man on this, but okay, let's do this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the, the heck out of it. And it was, it's a really great way to, to, um, assimilate into a new community. Oh, absolutely. Um, Cause you meet so many people and like, you know, you're, you're a, a welcomed presence in most places. Cause everyone's like, Hey, show off my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Especially in an event like this. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So I, I was, I was really happy that it worked out that way. Cause I don't know if I would like have stuck as a photographer, you know, I, that was back when I was actually doing some photography and it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not that great of a photographer, even though the, the principles are very similar. Ish. I'll, I'll let that one slide a little bit. <laughs> for those of you They're... who don't know, I've been doing photography for 20 plus years and videography for plies the five plus and speaking yeah. English for about three days. apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I'm adamant on a lot of things, but I'll, I'll let uh-huh. that one slide. But I will well, say this. I, I wanted to be on the photo team when I first found out about Wasteland. Uh-huh. And it just so happened that you had room on your team and photo did not. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of photographers have, um, you know, they don't, they don't, um, churn in and out very much. Like we've had a lot of the same photographers for years mm-hmm. um, because they do a great job and because uh, it's a coveted position. Um, yeah. But uh, video crew, for some reason, um, we get some turnover and I think it's probably management. <laughs> well, I don't know why. Like a lot of people just don't, don't come back. I mean, the uh, boss is pretty brutal. I know. I know. I, I run a tight ship. like a whorehouse on the beach what exactly yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) all right guys well let's wrap it up um any last thoughts uh oh tell people where they can find your stuff uh i guess my website www.tryandflyphotography t-r-y-n-f-l-y photography um i'm on youtube Facebook, Instagram, now on TikTok, unfortunately. But yeah, basically search Try and Fly Photography on any of your social medias and most likely you'll find me. Yeah, and I will link that in the show notes along with um, a couple of the highlights reels that uh, Justin's put together or Spectrum, I should say. Yeah, tomato, tomato. Yeah. (laughs) I also respond to dumbass, so you never know. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else? I guess that's it guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, of course, if you can like this episode where you're listening, do that. You, um, share it with your friends. Hold on. Let me do the actual thing. And I, I always... was going to say, don't forget to support on Patreon. Hint, hint, wink, wink, oh, nudge, yeah. nudge, all that. Thank you stuff. for that. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. It's patreon.com slash the apocalypse post. If you want to help support monetarily, um, there's always a bunch of perks like early release that you can get there. Um, but uh, yeah, the best thing you can do is just uh, keep listening, subscribe, share with your friends. And oh yeah, let me do the thing. I always forget to just do the thing. If you enjoyed today's episode, share it with a friend. But if you hated it, share it with an enemy and throw a dildo as far as you can in their general direction. 
That's a reference to an earlier conversation we had. See, I liked it. <laughs> anyway, thank you again, Justin, for uh, coming along. Thank you, sir. Absolutely, and I'll see you next year, if not I'll, before. For sure, boss. I'll uh, I'll practice the camera work. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good God. Thank you so much. All right, uh, guys, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. Until then, stay alive. Ten days in-